this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Oh, the luxury of air travel. Knees tucked under your jaw, feet wedged against the bag you stuff between the seat in front of you, one elbow in your hip crease the other fighting your neighbor for a space on the armrest, and the comforting thud-thud-thud of a kid kicking your seat back from the row behind you. It's everything you could want. Not. But this isn't a clown car, and I'm a big guy with a matching belly. So why are airline seats so dang small? Well, there is cause for hope that they'll soon get bigger. I'll tell you why in a minute. But for now, if you must get up to visit the bathroom, Everyone else has to swing their knees to the side while you slither past. And if you still can't fit, they'll have to stand up and then do si with you in the aisle. You might even have to wake them up first, which takes time, so unless you can do all of this with your legs crossed, plan in advance. It's enough to make anyone want to spend their vacation money, money meant for dinners, shows, and souvenirs, on a slightly bigger seat in first class. Well. It wasn't always this way. Maybe you've seen ads for ultra-fancy aircrafts with seats that became beds, hot showers, and cocktail bars. And you thought, wow, someday in the future, when I'm rich, I'll fly like that. But those amenities were normal in the past. Well, not the showers. But as late as the 1970s, traveling first class on an airplane often meant access on the plane, during the flight, to lounges boasting everything from dining areas with tables and tablecloths to cocktail bars with leopard print seats. And this stuff wasn't just for the super-rich or the moderately rich. American Airlines economy class had a piano bar. Okay, the piano was really a small electric organ, but the airline hired a live piano player to entertain the passengers who stood around it or sat unbelted on giant ottomans and sang. To be fair, passengers have changed as much as airlines. Last week, I tried starting a sing-along in my row, and my seatmate shushed me. Ya party poopers. But while we might complain about how things have changed for us, that crying baby three rows over, well, she should be grateful. In the 1950s, parents could tuck Junior into a basket that hung off the side of the overhead compartment. Okay, baby. I know that 5-point harness in your belted-in baby carrier is frustrating. I hear you crying. You want to practice rolling over and a hammock sounds good to you. But what if you fell out during turbulence? You're safer now. So we agree, we adults anyways, that the overhead baby thing was a bad idea. But the bar and lounge sound pretty good. What happened to them? And what does their demise have to do with seat size? you've probably guessed that money is at the root of this. You see, airlines have two main priorities. Their first priority is to get you to your destination safely. That's why they never take off without giving you instructions about what to do in an emergency. 
We'll talk about how safety impacts seat size and how it might even make your seats bigger in a moment. The airline's second priority is to make money. Airlines are in business, and no matter how much money a business is making, they always want more. And while airlines don't sell seats, you can't take them with you, they do rent them for the duration of a trip, one to a ticket. So the more seats, the more tickets, and the more tickets, the more money. That's why first the lounges went, to make room for more seats. Then, well, if the seats are smaller, you can fit more of them into a plane. So, the seats got smaller to make room for more, smaller seats. Airlines measure seat room using something called pitch. When you think about it, pitch is an alarming word. In baseball, the best pitches are the ones no one can hit. Pitch also means sticky tar or something steep, like the steep price of an airline ticket. A sales pitch can trick you into buying something you don't need. And when airlines measure pitch, it is a little misleading. Pitch doesn't always measure legroom. We all have different size legs anyways. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pitch doesn't measure the distance from the edge of your seat cushion to the back of the seat in front of you. They'd rather you didn't know that. Pitch refers to the space between two identical parts on a seat. A 29-inch pitch does not mean you have 29 inches to sit in. It means that there are 29 inches between the edge of your seat and the edge of the seat in front of you. 29 inches to accommodate your legs from the knees down, your feet, that tucked in under the seat in front of you bag, the back of the seat in front of you, including the little pocket for magazines and flight information and the fold-down table, and the whole other passenger in front of you, including their back cushion from their knees up where it starts all over again. That's pitch. In the 1950s, Boeing 707, a cool plane, widely considered the first commercial jet, had a pitch of 34 inches. But it's not like people back then were staying in their seats. They were traipsing off to get a drink at the piano bar. Today, with no lounge to hang out in, we are really stuck in our seats. And I do mean stuck. Seats have shrunk from that once roomy 34-inch pitch to as low as 29 inches. We've lost 5 inches! Meanwhile, the average American man's weight has jumped from 166 to nearly 200 pounds. And that's just the average. Nearly half of us are bigger. That means, while pitch has shrunk by 15%, passengers have grown by 17%. That's a lot of scrunching. Hey, is that why airline food is notoriously unappetizing? Are they hoping we won't eat it and somehow lose weight in flight? That's not a good sales pitch. On top of that, we're all about an inch taller, and seat width has diminished too. In the 1990s, the narrowest seats were 19 inches. Today, the widest seat in economy is skinnier than that. And some seats are as little as 17 inches wide. If your hips measure 40 inches around, you got a problem. 
Now, the airlines will tell you that they've redesigned the seats in such a way that you'll never notice this shrinking pitch. For example, by making the cushion at your back thinner, or in airline speak, less bulky. But please, my knees disagrees. Ooh, the squeeze. Sorry, I just couldn't help myself. It's not just knees who are complaining. The US Congress is worried too. They may or may not be fat cats in Congress. But you don't have to be overweight to feel cramped in an airline seat. And Congress is right to worry about what could go wrong if passengers are wedged in so tightly in their seats that crowded conditions slow them down. Remember how much trouble it was to get to the bathroom? Hopefully, that's not an emergency. But what if you were flying when a real emergency occurred? Flight evacuations are rare. In fact, airplanes are widely and rightly considered the safest way to travel. But emergencies do happen. When a plane is in trouble, every second counts. Passengers need to evacuate quickly. You want to grab your flotation device and whoosh down that inflatable slide or jump into the waiting raft. Okay, I hope it never happens, but it does sound fun. Or just get out as quickly and calmly as possible. And some passengers have small children that slow them down, while elderly flyers may already be moving a bit slowly to begin with. Right now, the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, plans to spend 12 days testing and measuring evacuation times. A few members of Congress expressed concern that the test evacuees might all be slim athletes and, in an exciting show of congressional cooperation, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Congress is using its oversight to make sure that at least some of the test evacuees have physical disabilities and other impediments common in the general population. Now, the chances you'll ever need to evacuate an airplane are as slim as I wish I was. But the silver lining of that unlikely scenario is that Congress may insist that we all get bigger seats again. That's a winning pitch. And uh, (laughs) if you win the lottery before that happens, please, buy me a ticket on one of those planes with the hot showers. Mm. Okay, wake up. It's only a dream.